what's going on everybody welcome to hollywood already did it where i want to play a game on this week we'll be talking about two movies you know what i can't do it i don't have so you, it i say you're you're in it <laughs> i used to have it when i was younger i could do the voice i could do it for a long time i'm an older man now it gets to your throat <laughs> i don't have a great philosophy for these two movies the point is we're back on Hollywood, already did it. We're back in the movie theaters. We're two fully vaccinated hosts. It's Indeed. very exciting. <laughs> and what better way to celebrate the return to theaters than with our generation's endless horror franchise, Saw. Uh, we are going to talk today about the first movie, What Made It Work, the newest movie, Spiral, with Chris Rock, what may or may not be working there, and why we cannot seem to stop making these movies <laughs> if you are new to the show this is hollywood already did it a hopefully weekly again podcast uh this is the main show not one of our marvel shows not one of our you can't do that anymore shows this is the main show where we take a reboot a remake a sequel an adaptation and we stack it against the original one why it was successful <clears throat> why it was relevant and why except for money do we keep redoing these because money will always be the answer and that does not make for good television, which is not the medium that we do this in. Of course, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. Uh, he doesn't need to do a jigsaw voice to have a deep voice. I have to sound- <laughs> it's, it's just there. Like Would you like to play a game? The rules are simple. <laughs> uh, I feel like at this point, the franchise itself needs to be kidnapped and reminded of what it used to be. Uh, and to decide whether or not it wants to keep going <laughs> by severing off half its box office because now theaters are closed and reopening. Such so a weird time. Do? Such a weird time to read box office numbers now. Like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> well, and that, you know, I said to my roommate, we had Mortal Kombat and we had King Kong versus Godzilla. And both of those became the success stories. We're back. Fast 9 has made $159 million overseas. People want to go back to the movies. Yeah. The movies are back. But then we ignore the two weeks, three weeks in a row of uh, Angelina Jolie's movie not doing well. Spiral, as we'll talk about, being the lowest grossing of the franchise. Yeah. Even with theaters at half to 25% capacity, that's not great. So what does it mean? Does yeah. it mean what we already knew, which is that people will go see big IPs, they'll rush to the theater for Black Widow and Vin Diesel and horror movies. Maybe we're just picky again. I yeah. don't know. I feel like if a small independent movie exploded at the box office, I would be like, wow, people are going back the way they went in the 90s and the 80s. Right. We are, we are in full force if amc was reporting that 25 percent capacity theaters were full all the time forever that's when i would be like we're in we're in it when they're like godzilla versus king kong made a ton of money i'm like well shouldn't it have in theory <clears throat> made like that i do the jigsaw voice for 30 and seconds just destroy your voice. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm about to drop a drake beat <laughs> um wouldn't wouldn't that be more than like what, what, what were we projected to make before the pandemic is the question. 
Yeah, I said that's what's weird about this stuff is like we're at 25% capacity, but I've been, I mean, you've been a couple of times, I've been a couple of times, none of my theaters, even at 25% have been full at 25%. They've been far less than that. So I'm just like, I don't think people are actively back back yet. So I don't quite know what this number is because I, look, I watched Those Who Wish Me Were Dead, Angelina Jolie movie, and it's a solid movie. It's not going to draw people back to an audience. And if I have the option of watching some of these movies at home versus going to a theater to watch it, even still now where I'm vaccinated and can go to the theater, I'm probably still going to watch it at home first if it's not a Marvel or Fast and the Furious type of film. Yeah, I feel like, so did you, before we talk about these, you're back, I'm back. Our last movie was Emma in March. Oh, I still Jesus. have the ticket in my wallet. It's yes. there. I haven't, I haven't even used my Apple wallet app in a year. <laughs> I just got concert tickets and put them in there and was like, oh, my Emma ticket. This is a I place did, I haven't been in a while. I did that. I bought football tickets and I was like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that I have not used in here. I <laughs> think I'm going to keep the Emma ticket like it's an NFT that's going to have value. <laughs> that is a historical moment now uh we're back yeah how did you feel about it were you worried were you safe was your Um, theater experience okay it was good it was good i I think i I texted you first before you i went in because you guys went uh went before the day before us and my wife and i and i was like all right we're here because we we had gotten on a plane this is one of those ones where you just ripped the band-aid off we did the whole week where we we went to pittsburgh got on a plane for the first time in in a year and then we came back and we were just uh, going around, we went by the arc lights, which out here in LA have closed. And he was like, Oh, this is so sad. And I was like, Do you want to go to a movies tonight? She's like, Well, we're in it now. Like, we're, we're, we're in this. Let's do it all. That's why we got vaccinated. So we texted you, saw you said it was, you were comfortable. And I was like, All right, well, let's go. So we went and it felt good. I mean, we got our normal seat in the back row and it's kind of cool with the, the AMC app. I mean, both those folks of you who have it, that when you pick your seat, it's sort of like Minecraft and all the seats Mine around sweeper, you. I mean, sorry, Minesweeper. I'm sorry. Yes. And all the, and all the, uh, the, the seats around you just disappear and go X time. Like, this is fun. Um, the experience was good. Went there. I ordered my food early. Cause like the popcorn and drink early. Cause I was like, I don't know if I want to hang out in line. So I just got it. And it was weird. Cause the one thing about AMC is that they have the drinks where you sort of pick your own poison. And I was like, how the hell are they going to do that? And then they had it smart where the, the, the two folks were there behind the table and they just, what do you want? And I was like, oh, well, this is cool. And I was like, got my orange vanilla and they're like here. And you taste it. He's like, is this up to your standard? I was like, it is. And the question is where you get butter. And they give you a little butter vial as opposed to you pumping the butter. I was like, oh, this is weird. I can dig this though. This is how we're going to do this. Nobody in that theater. Like we basically had the theater by myself. It was by me about four other couples in there. And I was like, oh. I could, I could get used to not having people directly on top of me. I might be okay with this. <laughs> and I felt good. Like once the movie started, I was fine. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even contemplate that this was out of the norm of what I'm usually doing. Um, and that was exciting. It was good to feel, be back. Yeah, I've had now, I've not only been three to four times, I've gone to three different theaters. Oh, wow. <laughs> so my return was to the Lemley in North Hollywood, a small independent theater that I don't have an A-list for, which I felt kind of nice supporting a smaller Correct. establishment. Uh, I'll tell you, people were acting like it was the Roaring Twenties. There was a whole group in front of us in suits and dresses. I thought there was an event. There wasn't. Just excited <laughs> just people. Back I in the support theater. it. I'm you want to get in a zoot suit and get some <laughs> mac and cheese and see a movie? More power to you. Good on you. 
I will be here in my Venom hoodie, sucking <laughs> on a cherry soda. It's fine. Uh, the only thing with that one was the getting up to go to the bathroom. And it was my first time out. So I was still a little like, oh, people. Which it has quickly, because I have now not gotten sick after my second Pfizer shot. Uh, I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> this yeah. is what we're supposed to do. Right. Then I went to the AMC CityWalk at Universal Studios Los Angeles. It's a big one. And let me tell you, I basically went from like the smallest mom and pop store <laughs> to a Walmart in Florida. 100%. There were people everywhere at CityWalk. It was insane. Yeah. And then the theater didn't have as many. We sat down, we watched our movie. That was it was another an independent movie, The Waterman, which we very much liked. Shout out to my friend, Emily Dell, who wrote it. Very successful, very happy for her. Great movie. That one was a lot easier. We were just sitting there alone. Had my That was one where like the snack line was too long, too much. I still engaging things where I'm like, that's a lot of people waiting for popcorn. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. No, no, no. <laughs> then we were at AMC Burbank, which that one hit different because that's the theater I that's go the, to. Yeah. That was really, they've built a Batman statue in front of the theater for some that's reason. That's right, I haven't been there. That's Unbeknownst right. Unbeknownst to me. Oh, you didn't know? I knew it was there. there. I don't know why it's there. I don't know why it's I feel there. like it's weird to build a statue in 2021 after we've decided most of them are bad. We need to take them all down. Uh, yeah, one day I know we're going to learn that Bruce is a terrible man and that's going to have to come down. I mean, I don't think he's that bad, I, 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 but I don't think it's great either. <laughs> I feel like it's weird. Yeah. It's right in the middle. There's a lot of walking space. Indeed. I just don't need it. <laughs> Uh, and then that was, I was in an IMAX theater, like almost by myself, just smack middle furthest back. Yeah. So I have now seen the small independent movie, the big tent pole movie. Uh, I'm very excited. I feel like the only thing really missing now is the Black Widow event movie. Yeah. That's the last experience yeah. to be like, ah, oh. but I saw Spiral. Before we talk about that though, let's journey back in time to the beginning, the humble beginnings of Jigsaw's rampage through <laughs> these cities. <laughs> Saw one. Yeah. Uh, the 2004, 2003 movie. Oh, three. Yeah. Oh, three. I was, a, I was in junior high. Why did you you saw it? Did you see it in theaters? Was this I one that you did saw? not? I I did not see this in theaters. Uh, this was one of those ones that it it missed me. I I was a horror, I'm a horror fan, so I, I typically see everything, but somehow I just did not. This didn't get on my radar. I saw it because I worked at Blockbuster when I first moved out to LA, and at that point I could rent like four or five videos at a week to sort of like be able to tell people what's good and what's not. So. Saw was one of those ones. I'm like, oh, this looks weird. There's a toe, and there's a weird toe on the front of this cover. All right, let's go see what see what this is talking about. And popped it in, and I was hooked. Anytime a movie gives me a twist too, I'm always like, oh, I did not see that coming. And then I have to like immediately rewatch it to see how I did not see that coming. This was one of those movies. Um, I like anything that's like a crime drama or like a sort of like a film noir first, and then it's like, oh, by the way, we're also a, a bloody horror film too. Um, and I was just enthralled with it. I I started recommending this to anybody who walked in. I was like, do you like horror? Yeah, cool. You should watch Saw. Um, that's what you should see. And I love, above all things, I think for a while we had those, we went from the monster 
horror films like Freddy, Jason, to like the slasher horrors with Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and Urban Legends type era. This was one where you're like, I kind of understand how Jigsaw feels this way. And I think I might be rooting for him. Is that wrong of me? And that gave me a, a little bit of a, a, a different adrenaline rush too. Yeah, there's a pause to that because I, I feel like Saw hit our generation, our age, right at our like angstiest, where I was like, that's right, people who don't deserve life, okay. It's like just punk rock enough where you're yeah. like, he's got some things to say. And then you're like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> uh, you've also sort of built it out in your head where it's like, well, you know, anybody can get out of those traps. And now I rewatch it. I'm like, you cannot get there's out of no those way. traps. Yeah. And it's, Which, it's, it's funny because as the series goes along, there's some traps and I'm like, oh, there's no way he can get out. Like that's, that's set up that he can't fail. And I'm like, wait, all of these are set up that they're going to fail. They're not well, going to be an idiot. It becomes part of the movie where it's like, Amanda, everyone needs to be able to survive. I'm not a serial killer. And it's like, okay, well, there's a litany of other crimes you've committed. <laughs> that line at first, I was like, he's not a killer. And he's I'm like, not. he's giving them kidnapping, the Kidnapping, torture. Yeah, I'm like, John, hold on. Great, sir. we've got you on 10 other things, Capone. I don't care if your taxes are wrong. You kept, we this, got... you kept this kid in a safe for hours. <laughs> That's my favorite twist, is it too? That's my favorite one. But yeah, this was such an interesting horror movie because I feel like in a lot of ways it changed the game. Not since Cube, uh, which is, I think, a great movie. Had we really done a like confined in one or two places, there's a trap, there's a psychological element. It's not really a horror movie, slasher, thriller getting hunted. It's much more psychological. There's a dramatic side to it. There is a mystery. There's a relatable main villain that we we don't get in other movies. Right. The ghost face killer, maybe. But maybe. Yeah. they're still insane. Right. And it usually comes down to revenge. It usually comes down to revenge or money or blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. All right. You're a bad guy. Right. Mike Myers, Jason, Freddie, these are unstoppable people whose motivation is just, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I know what you did last summer. Most of our villains, Jeepers Creepers in these genres are forces of nature more than they're anything else. Right. And I feel like Jigsaw was one of the first slasher, air quotes, villains that went beyond that to really make the main character not a final girl, but the villain. And even the final girl of the movie in Amanda goes on to become the villain mm -hmm. of this franchise. It's one of the few moments where our carryover is not a traumatized hero. It's, it's somebody with something to say. It's the Banksy of killers, really. We don't know who it is. They're leaving inventive deaths everywhere. Yeah. Uh, which was unique. When I was 13, I had never seen anything like it. I feel like the two things happening in horror then were The Ring and Saw. And in the one camp, you had us stealing crazy Japanese horror movies and reinventing the haunted house and hauntedness and possession tropes. And in the other corner, you had this psychological thriller that we kind of tried to replicate in the butterfly effect and in the Mothman prophecies. These are other like thousands of movies that really go back to Silence of the Lambs. We tried to build the serial killer. Mm -hmm. And this combined all of it in a, in a wonderful play that also was like, 
you're here for a reason. There's a karmic reason to do it. And there's an ironic twist to your trap. You were a photographer and you were abusing that privilege. So now you got to cut your eyes out. But you'll live. You won't live if you cut your eyes out, by the way. It's very much the Batman of it all. (laughs) Like, Batman, you're murdering these people. I know you say you don't kill, but this guy can't walk anymore. (laughs) Those medical bills, Will. (laughs) And we've built a statue to him in Burbank. Where's the jigsaw statue, (laughs) Exactly. Um, and I feel like that combined with just what is an absolute bop of a theme. I mean, when that, those movies can be as bad as they want, but as soon as that theme drops and they do a dumb montage connecting it, I'm like, like, oh my God, (laughs) I now understand why people go back to X's. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh, they reminded me of the good times with those songs. I'm in. You play my bop. Oh yeah. Like everything with Hoffman, I hate, I hate the series, but then they'd be like, you really want to freak out a GameStop. You make that your ringtone when you're an employee and have it go. Oh, it off. definitely for a good two-year run, it was my it was my ringtone. So we're we've now found a way, and I don't think any other movie or franchise has replicated this yet. I, I don't see traps as often as I want to. Uh it's time for Cube to come back, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you just don't you don't get this combination of body horror and maybe the villain's got a point and and these other kind of ideas very often and i feel like it's because saw did it so well that if i was like let's go make a horror movie with traps you'd be like so what is this jigsaw but it's also american pie and i would be like yes it is yeah i mean i feel like they get super elaborate because it's dealing with like fate but I think the Final Destination stuff sort of gets trappy in the way that they sort of kill people because it's like, oh, you're now in a, a sauna or a, um, a tanning bed. Let's see how this thing kills you. But that's not really the exact same, but that's almost the one-on-one, but it doesn't deal with the ideology. It's just like, ah, you, you're aft because the world. No, yeah, and I feel like the Saw movies focusing on the characters where Final Destination is like, like, fate you're, is the trap. You're, right, yeah. Like that, that, the trap is life. Right. We're all going to lose. <laughs> uh, and it, it's interesting because they carried out this compelling protagonist for really only three movies. That's what's fascinating about this series is that it's gone on this long and th- your main villain has really only been alive for three of the films. That's impressive. <laughs> and we keep going back and building more of his origin, which I don't need, but that, that, first yeah. movie remains it, it's it's so focused in on who it's about and i feel like the movies lost their way when they started zooming out on the like the state of the world and the Jenga state of the more city. and more yeah it's like let's talk about the insurance one i think it's the one that opens with the trap outside that one i do the, like the insurance one's good um but the other two hoffman ones i was like <laughs> well and you know we just never Similar to, in my opinion, Season of the Witch, which a lot of people like in the Halloween franchise, or in uh, Friday the 13th, is it part five, where it's not Jason, it's a copycat? It's the copycat, yeah. We just never get back to how good that main villain well, is. Well, I, I think the issue this series has is that like, you're the two people that you honestly cared about from the jump, and that first film was was Amanda and, and, and Tobin Bale's character for, for John. Once they're off the board, then you're kind of just like, well, now I'm just here because you're playing the theme and you say it's Saw. 
<laughs> nothing else here feels like it until you go through them like but remember backstory John's still here but it's, uh, uh, yeah making... we kept figuring out tapes in his brain and in I'm his like, stomach how omnipotent yeah. was John <laughs> yeah. there, you know there's something about like thinking ahead and then it's like I have uh, I'm gonna do this for a long time without <laughs> me there and I'm like maybe sir, you could have probably spent more time enjoying your life than spending the last five years creating this elaborate plan I think we should have just ripped off scream had the voice <laughs> modulator yeah and just kept that voice. Yeah. And then we could just pick other people, which brings <laughs> us nearly 15, 16 years. 16, yeah. Uh, into the future. Spiral from the Book of Saw. The, uh, not the seventh, not the eighth, but the ninth film. <laughs> right? Yes, I'm not losing my mind. It's ninth because Jigsaw happened. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I knew there was a reason it was nine. Uh, my goodness. So here we are. We're doing uh, a tactic that I don't know why movies do because it didn't work for Star Wars, which if it doesn't work for Star Wars, it's not going to work for you. True. Uh, Spiral, a Book of Saw story. Didn't work. Didn't work Titles. for the girl with a dragon stop tattoo. Stop it. Stop. Just, Just call it Saw. Just stop. Call it Saw. <laughs> Uh, I also liked the movie where they go, the spiral. Jigsaw used this to identify change. No, he did not. No, At he did no not. At no point in the movies was he like, I hope you found my signature spiral indicating change is ever vested on the yeah. earth. No, no, that did not ever happen. No one ever said that. No one ever called. No one even mentioned that it was a spiral. That was just a symbol of shape that was happening where in the we background. We get into some Predator 2 shit where it's the hottest <laughs> summer in LA. So naturally there are serial killers about. It's one of those things that's weird though. Cause I kind of dug it. I was like, oh, everybody's sweating. It's like, it gives, it creates an automatic, like here's a character everything's just hot but it just seemed like all right you guys are going above and beyond to remind me consistently that it's hot well and they just, do it in such a weird way where she screams at chris rock to just be like it's the hottest summer i have copycat killers everywhere and i'm like oh we have set the scene right <laughs> not unlike a shakespearean monologue at the beginning <laughs> i now know exactly where i am and what's yeah. happening so uh, the movie, though, it did a lot of stuff I like. We're about to get into full spoilers uh, for Spiral, I guess. The Book of Saw. The Book of Saw. One, it's great to see Chris Rock doing stand-up again. Uh, I don't know that we needed this weird Forrest Gump monologue in the beginning. You know what's crazy? I, 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 I agree. It's weird because... It happens twice. It happens at the very beginning with him with the, in the scene with the, the other robbers and he's doing this whole thing, which is funny. Like I was like, oh, this is funny. It's probably the most humor that I think any Saw movie has ever had, which is sort of unorthodox. Which is always what I say is lacking when I'm like- Yeah, you know what I'm missing? Good, a good ha-ha laugh yeah. in the middle of my horror film. <laughs> um, that one felt a little forced. What I did like though was his sort of one-on-one with his partner monologue talking about women and how he's like oh you're married and all that like going up to the crime scene that part felt more real and lived in as opposed to him doing a stand-up comedy show at the very beginning i was like i i know what they're doing they're trying to establish him as a character and, and get his who he is as a character across i just think they did it in they did the in two different ways i just think the latter part was the much better done version of that yeah and then we set up the most relatable thing you can do with a saw movie in the year 2021 He's killing cops. 
Uh, yeah. The timing yeah. was incredibly accidental. One hundred percent. This was, was like, made. This was written and made before the, what what took place last year. I'm just sitting here like it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is exactly what we need. If the if the twist wasn't so predictable and obvious, yeah, right yeah. away you get it. Uh, that's probably the weakest part of the movie. But I think so. Yeah. Traps are still awesome. Yeah. There's a there's some great ones in here. There's one that I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, traps are still great. Um, I think the actual setup to get to a lot of these traps is good. Like I like that this is a crime story, like another crime drama, it's sort of similar to the first one, where it's a crime story first, um, and the stuff is sort of happening around, and you sort of have a whodunit, and these little blue box cubes come. I was like, oh, I dig this. It's just that because it's so, we can see the finale or the the final pretty pretty early that it makes some of this like all right get to the point quicker because we're, we're we're already there so to speed this up yeah i think that was my biggest look it's a 90 minute movie it's not like there's a lot to it's not like it's a lot yeah <laughs> but i i kind of did keep being like i know why we're here give me the cool montage of why we're here and let's get to it i also sort of thought the big reveal with his partner and he's like join me chris rock and chris rock is just like sure I was like, well, that was a little quick. <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even think about it. He's just in. <laughs> like, sure. All right. Not even a debate, not even a moral question. Uh, always great to see Samuel L. Jackson show up and just be Sam Jackson. And just be himself. But what I what I did love about the movie was the thematic idea that this new jigsaw positions of as we already talked about, jigsaw has points. The man might be wrong, but he makes some arguments. <laughs> Yeah. So does this guy. Jigsaw was right. Why are we limiting it to a person? We can do this to an institution. It's not those who don't appreciate life deserve life anymore. It is now those who do not understand the power they wield. Those who are taking advantage of what they're doing don't deserve it. It gets a little too revenge fantasy for me. I also didn't need article eight. I, I didn't really need the like the cops had a had carte blanche to do whatever they wanted. I was like, you could just have bad cops. You could just no have one, crooked cops. No one yeah. is sitting in the theater being like, but the cops are nice. Yeah, well, that, I, no one's doing that I, in the year I thought that was weird. I was like, I don't need this. And maybe it's <laughs> maybe because the audiences for Saw are probably different. Maybe as a black man, I'm sitting here like, I don't. You don't need to overexplain to me that these, there can be crooked cops. You can just tell me that there are crooked cops. I there might even be a lot audiences. Of white people are on that train now. <laughs> there might be a lot of audiences that are like, I don't know, but I think that's sort of changed in the last year. Of yeah. granted, again, they didn't know that while filming. This, I also but I don't was, need it. It's already a fictional movie. These could just be bad. Be cops. bad cops. Yeah, it was one of those ones where I, I sat there and I was like, I like this concept. I love like taking the ideology. That, that that John had and sort of like, all right, let's repurposing it instead of it being against people who have, who have taken things for granted or not realizing what they have. Let's point this towards crooked cops. But the problem is that all the crooked cops in this are a part of one story and fit into a revenge, a revenge line. So it becomes a little muddy and it's not so I'm using this to clean up the police system, which I think I would love that this series continues on to keep going that way. And this is just more of like, I'm just wiping out the people that wrong me they just happen to be cops yeah I, I think we need if we're gonna keep doing it which we are probably despite its box office i'm sure yeah 
Um, I don't need any more John Kramer as much as I miss his voice and I miss his look. We've so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think this is the way for the franchise to move forward as we start. How would he have influenced different people? Cause we have jigsaw set up or not jigsaw, but saw 3d set up this cult that Mm -hmm. we've just thrown away. Yeah. We imply that they're copycat killers, which means this book of Saw, which I also don't need, exists. Right. That this is now like a thing and we can, and then how do you do it? Do you do this to pictures? <laughs> do you do this to like- I just wonder if there's like an Amazon ordering book that's like, yo, I need to know how to make these traps. Can I get this book of Saw sent to me, please? Well, I'll buy in the Netflix era of every serial killer gets a documentary and a movie and a this that like, there is probably a Jigsaw and an Amanda- By now, there's enough docu-series, time that series passed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Correct. But this also this is also kind of the weird thing when we introduce these characters. Uh, the timeline for this movie was like Chris Rock turned this guy in eight years ago and apparently has not been trusted for a decade in his own force. Right. So it was like, move, Chris Rock, move. Yeah. And then, I mean, it, it almost has to be- that Article 8 existed during like Saw 3. Which exactly. is where I'm like, like oh, so wise. then Detective Hoffman should have just been capping people left and right. Well, left and right, Yeah. It, it, it doesn't line up with that because then you're like, well, I this kid's uh, he he's not 16. He definitely definitely two decades have passed from that time that he was a kid there. Oh, so, I think when he when he sees the crooked cop kill the dad, he's like teen, like maybe preteen. Like Saw Two should be happening. Correct. Yeah. Um, even maybe even Saw One. Right. Like so in theory, this gets, kid grew up with John with Kramer. John existing, like being a thing. Yeah. Um, which i guess anybody in this world would have like this is now like the biggest thing i would imagine the biggest serial killer that has existed at that point yeah um so i I guess i can sort of see that and being as popular as they're definitely going to be copycats or acolytes or people just like i um i adore this person or sort of how we have this entire time like uh i kind of agree with it if you're not all the way there you're like i 100 percent agree with that so there are going to be people on all sides of that yeah, I think that's the interesting part of this movie is it implies so much more. I just, you know, I, I'm curious what else you do because I feel like setting up the bad cops is fine. But like, what are mm-hmm. we going to go after like bad teachers next? They don't need to do yeah, this. Yeah, like what's the next, what's the next group? And of I, I feel like politicians after. is very easy to do. That gets into very purgish when you start dealing with politics. Purge is sort of the, that's sort of their ground. (laughs) Right. And that's, I'm like, eventually this movie, it has now zoomed out into the like state of the world Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on the characters that we've created. So I feel like somewhere in the middle is where it needs to kind of meet to hit that. Because also what this movie didn't have that Saw 1 and 2 do is one big trap throughout the whole movie. You never really forget that those are horror movies because the A story is them trying to get out of the room. It is in Saw 2, them trying to get out of the house. Even in Saw 3, it's the detective going through the maze. the, The maze, yeah. And then we intercut this with what's going on with John, what's going on with the cops. This kind of flipped the script 
and was more of a cop drama, cop drama with Jigsaw in the background. Yeah, because I mean, we get the trap at the very beginning, but then we have about a 25 minute run where there is no trap again. It's just exposition of a police story, which is weird for a Saw film to be without that kind of, yeah. it's almost like a ticking clock that's sort of happening in the background the entire time. It's like time. Sam Jackson should have been in his trap the whole time. Yeah. He should have gone missing like right away, cutbacks with him. Right. And then that should have been your big, well, he did Article 8 and he's also crooked. And if you're right. going to join me, we got to do this. Because you can clean that up because immediately when he starts driving off in that, that fancy car, I, I automatically am like, oh, well, then he's in on this. Like he's a bad, he was also a bad cop trying to clean this up. But if you put him in a trap from jump, you create more sympathy from him because if the first time we see him, you're like, oh God, what are they doing to his father? Then then you start doing flashbacks. It's going to be a slower lead to get to the point. So that way, when you reveal that he is the cricket cop, it hits a little harder. Yeah. And then when that music drops, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of where we're like, ah, oh, we're missing the big trap. I will I will say this. I smiled because it's very, and Darren Lynn, because he didn't do Saw 1, but he did 2 through 4. It's very homage to the first one, but the Chris Rock with on the on the uh, pipe with the saw, and then they they start trying to piping in. The, oh yeah, the saw that theme. was great. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty fucking well. But done, you know, guys. now we're throwing in bobby pins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like if you're going to watch the traps, at least two or three of these traps are worth the price of admission. 100%. There's a few yeah. that I was like, all right. But then like the ones at the end are just, oh, The, uh, the ones at the end, there's one. I don't want to ruin it for people. There's one at the end that I was like, oh, this is fucking genius. I love Brutal. this. Brutal. Like, that is when you're just like, we are back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good. So then I guess the question is, what? It, why, why have we almost made 10 of these movies? <laughs> Is the appeal the relatable protagonist? Is this just standing alone as its own type of horror? Nobody else is doing traps. We have slashers and other genres. Is it just as simple as this is our generation's Halloween and Friday the 13th? They're cheap enough to make. There's always a catharsis. We know the character. We know the music. What? Why are we here, Terrence? Yeah, there's there's definitely a release to it, some sort of cathartic. Like we ourselves, the audience is like, yeah, we can't go capture these people and whatnot and put them through this torturous thing. But it's cool to at least see somebody that we can rec sort of parallel to or recognize. Like, hey, yeah, that's like a this person, this person, and they need to get their comeuppance. And you're sort of watching them get that, and you're like, oh, maybe they should get out. You started getting into this like cat and mouse with yourself of like, do I want them to go through this much torture? And then you're like, ah, uh, yeah, they do. And it does be some sort of this catharsic, cathartic event that happens. And it happens every, you need that almost, these come out almost, well, for a while they were coming out every year, but they were cranking them out there for a My minute. favorite marketing was like Saw 4, where they just straight up were like, if it's Halloween time, here we it's are. Saw time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, man, talk about being back in the theaters with people. I used to go to these at midnight. Oh, these were my, my midnight. GameStop friends every my, year. My <laughs> wife hates horror movies, but we started dating. She loves the Saw film. Because they're, they're partially not really hard. Like, she doesn't like being put on edge. But this part is more gory and like a little bit of more of a puzzle. So she loves these. So we went every year. The Midnight Show of Saws was like our thing. And, and I uh, do think there's a relatability to it thematically. 
it's not a better time to make a movie where we're torturing cops. It is. I mean, it just fits. But, it, I almost think they should have leaned into it a little bit more marketing-wise, but that might get dangerous. I think it's still, a, you know, there's still a bridge you got to walk, I think. Yep. But yeah. Um, I think there's so many institutions now that we see as faulty. And I think the horror genre in general has always like pointed a lens at some of those problems. If it was as simple as karma, if it was as simple as like follow the rules and everybody's doing this and technophobia in the eighties and nineties and serial killers all the way back to babysitters that all of the tropes of horror through the decades has a like socio-political, mm-hmm. I don't want to say agenda, but thesis. I agree. And I'm very impressed that they were able in their ninth movie just... to have a strong enough thesis that I was like, you know what? The movie has problems, but it's saying something. It is. There is a there is a point to this. And it I was like, oh, I can I can dig that, even though I have issues here and there. Overall, I like it. And let me be clear, even though I have issues with it, this is still probably in the middle of the song, like saw one through three are my my still by far my favorites. I can do without <laughs> pretty much six, seven, four, eight. five, three D jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, it is. This, you know, this is above those for me. Like this is right after three for me. I like parts of five, but like this is right there with me. So it's better than the latter part of it, but it's not obviously at the upper echelon of this. I also am very much like, look, I know we offed Chris Rock's dad. I don't know if Chris Rock is still in the like, let's all go kill dirty cops together. But I would watch the hell yeah. out of this like buddy cop killing crooked cops yeah. with saw traps. If, you, if, if he is like, I am cleaning up the, the cop system, then I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of dopes. If you let him do all the dirty work and you're just there being the, the front man as the cop, I'm like, that sounds And like then you, you, you know, in that you still need a protagonist somewhere. Like then we're you just do. killing cops. You do. You do. Uh, it's funny because you you had me thinking when you're like, where do we go from here with the cops and all this? I was like, you know what? I, it, it might be a little too on the nose, uh, but I think you could do some like the the Me Too stuff with this. Like you get like a comedian who's like the equivalent of uh, of um, crap. Why am I blanking out on the comedian who kept showing his stuff to everybody? But you go, Louis you, you go get somebody like some like Louis C.K. I'm like Jesus, we should not be able to rattle off that many names. But yes, <laughs> let me get my you, list. <laughs> do you want the but ones you, exposed or the ones about to be exposed? You get someone like that and put them in a trap, and, and like you said, put them from a trap from the beginning to the end, and you kind of do that. Then you're like, all right, I can see how this can continue on because you're now getting some uh, that cathartic release again, but you're also telling a story from from top to bottom. And like, and, and were they a bad person? You could do like three of them. Put like, not I'm using these names because this is what we have, but Dalia. Louis C.K. and and then Aziz and you're like you guys are all bad but who is the the worst of the three you know that type of situation like that who's gonna learn who made a mistake yeah exactly and who's a criminal and who is an awful human being (laughs) yeah Uh, you could do that I feel like journalists I feel I feel like there's a lot of areas where really any industry can just be like there's crooked people here taking advantage of something throw them in I mean Mm -hmm. Uh, very, and I very... like the guy, I like our reveal, who is the quote unquote new Jigsaw, a lot. Um, yeah. I like him. I like his flip. I like how he goes from being one way to the other. I, I dig him. So I would like to continue to see him if we can, if we go down this road. Yeah, I think uh, there's plenty of reasons to, that, that of why Hollywood has done this movie repeatedly. I think we're always going to be gluttons for violent traps. I agree. 
I think we're uh, always going to love a villain that's a little sympathetic, mm-hmm. which is weird. <laughs> which... I want to care about my villain. I mean, I hell, Thanos just... showing us that. I mean, shit. <laughs> right, everybody, you know. I mean, yeah, from top, even, yeah. you know, there's a lot of them, but it it, I think there's always going to be something about that. And that song, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I think what also was cool, I didn't really mention it, but I think it was cool that this film, when you boil it down, has two people of color as your main leads in this, which is pretty I mean, dope. yeah, very diverse. I yeah. feel like this entire franchise has opportunities to keep being inclusive and diverse. Yeah. Um, I don't see why that would should change. You want to do some numbers and get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's talk about the box office. The reason <laughs> that we're here, that isn't the thematic reasons. It does. It is still a business. So let's see if that business still matters. Saw one coming in at a $1.2 million movie made. Nothing. Scraps. You're in a room in a basement with a rusty saw. I could go shoot that in my apartment. We have a rusty <laughs> basement. I'm sure there's a saw. Somewhere. I'm sure there's a saw down there. A hundred and three million dollars worldwide at 18 million in its first three days. That alone would have been amazing. Uh, this is the, this is like paranormal activity numbers. This is why horror movies get made. They're cheap, they're effective, and mm-hmm. they make bank. Does that keep happening? Well, in Saw 2, you triple that box office with a $31 million opening. Double, I guess. Double that box office mm-hmm. with a $31 million opening. $32 million opening for Saw 3. And then the decline of the Saw franchise with Saw 4 and onward. Staying in that realm until Saw 6 at $14 million. Jigsaw made even less. Spiral then comes in at an abysmal $8.7 million. Yeah. The lowest in the franchise. Granted, wide-ish release, a minimum of 600 theaters, which is wide no longer... as you can be, yeah. I mean, we're about to get wider. A Quiet Place is clocking in at 3,700. We're back in business yeah. come Memorial Day. Yeah. Still leads the weekend, still showing that there is a hunger for the Chris Rocks, that there is an IP attached, the horror. Mm-hmm. It, if you had told me that this was going to be the first movie back, <laughs> I don't think I would have believed you. Yeah. But if it's the hottest summer in LA, it must be Saw. We'll see. I, there have been no announcements about another one. I think I, it's weird, too, that this was the first movie that came out. I mean, I, this is one of those ones where Lionsgate's like, we just got this off of our plate. But you would typically put Saw out around Halloween. And they kind of, that's why I'm like, it, I, this number is a weird number to watch because you're like, you didn't even put set this up for success. You're kind of like, it was just the last go. horror movie like tentpole horror movie that kept to that Halloween. Right. Because Conjuring's The Purge. Conjuring's sort of stayed. almost become like a summer event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Halloween stayed at, at Halloween. I don't think, right. I don't think you legally are allowed to release Halloween outside of October. <laughs> um, Correct. It um, just seems off to me. It's weird. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I, I don't know why. I feel like this is just like, uh, we got to put something out there and we, we can get, this is now sort of people chasing the open weekends while they're still available. And they're like, oh shit, that one's open, let's go. Um, so I think that's sort of what happened. And look, this is already made, I think this costs like 20 million to make total is already, it's made that back. So I think as long as it makes another like 10 million before it's all said and done, I think they'll consider that to be a win and just take it up. And then I think at that point, they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and green light another one. Yeah, I would not be. I'm sure that this will not be the last time we hear that theme song. Yeah. 
Uh, I would not be surprised if one day there's a show. Yeah, I mean, I, look, if if The Purge, which I think is has made far less money, I think Saw is still the highest grossing horror franchise out there, but Purge has made far less money and has already gotten a show. I feel like Saw, I, I don't foresee why that would not occur at some point in time. No, I agree. I have to assume that we will certainly be back. <laughs> If not in this book of Saw, but they'll find a way to get John Kramer back in there. Inga, another backstory on the Kramer. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. That's our show, guys. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we will be back next week. I think we have a full plate on us. I believe next weekend will be a quiet place too. And Cruella. Let's see. Uh, you can, of course, leave us a review on podcasts from... You can, of course, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Leave us a comment on the YouTube channel. What worked or didn't work for you on this one? Why do you think we keep making them your favorite Saw movie? Why are we here? Why are we going back? You can, of course, subscribe to that YouTube channel where there are other trailer reaction shows and more fun stuff. You can, of course, follow me at, as always, Blake Terrence at Terrence Tatum and the show at Hollywood ADI on Twitter. And we will see everybody next week. Later.